What's going on, everyone? And thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Original Thoughts Only. I'm Quaylen, and with me, as always, I am joined by my co-host, Brandon. What is up, B? Not much, brother. You know, just hanging out here, starting to get some nice weather here in Chicago. So, you know, Dude, that, that, that changes the atmosphere a lot. It's supposed to be, like, close to 70 degrees here in Ohio today, and I am loving it. Yeah. I am yeah. ready for this. We didn't even have a bad winter, which wasn't that bad. We just had, like, that one week. Right. Where, like, all the snow ever just got dumped <laughs> on the whole U.S. <laughs> but other than that, winter wasn't bad. But I always love this time of the year because it is my favorite time of the year. And you being my friend, you know what that is, right? Ah, oh, St. Quailin's Month. <laughs> not just that. Not just St. Quailin's Month and St. Quailin's Day is coming March 26th for those who want to buy me a birthday gift. But it is baseball season. That is My true. favorite sport. As soon as March 1st hits, you know, spring training games are coming. I think I've watched like 14 spring training games already <laughs> in like a span of a week. <laughs> Haven't even been, I've watched a few Red Sox games, but if there's a baseball game on TV, I'm watching it right now. That's how much I love this time of the year. I mean, it, it's always exciting, you know, when you do see them on a baseball field. But then when you have snow on the ground, for me, it always just kind of is like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you want to go to Arizona or exactly. Florida and go check out some games, exactly. right? <laughs> like, this isn't, you can't play baseball in this. <laughs> uh, well, the. The White Sox and the Cubs and the Indians try. I remember yeah. watching games when I was younger, and like the Indians are sitting like in their dugout with heaters, and there's like snow on the ground. And man, but I mean that's what in high school, yeah, we we would play, yeah, Because yeah. I remember like our first games were always around my birthday, yep. and a few times I had a snow day on my birthday, March 26, and we played games in the snow and shit yeah. like that. So, yeah, I mean. I mean, one of my vivid memories from high school was freshman year. Uh, we would play. We played at the same park our freshman year of high school that we did, like, in eight, seventh and eighth grade. And it's snowing in the middle of our, our best baseball game. And one of our best players hits a ball, and he smoked it. But it just disappeared. Because you lost the white ball in the snow. <laughs> and so even the outfielder, the outfielder is like, like, it got hit. And the outfielder like, has no idea where the ball is. The infield, no one saw it. The ump was like, all right, I got to call this game. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, did he get a home run? They just call it a ground rule. I mean, it, it, it went as a home run because the outfielder, like, started running toward it, but then just lost it. <laughs> yeah. And then the, oh, the ump was like, okay, I'm calling this game, you know. <laughs> and we made it up, like, two weeks what later. What am I? One of my vivid memories from high school, um, my senior year, we were garbage. Like my team, we had we had good players. Um, me, there was another guy, a shortstop. He was great, great baseball player. Center fielder was a great baseball player as well. We had a guy who pitched who was he, he threw a knuckleball in high school, and like no one could touch him, you know. But our team, we could just never figure it out. Right. We had to play a makeup game, and it was our very last game, and we were playing against uh, Midview. One of their guys on their team, he's actually still pitching in the MLB right now. So, you know, they were, like, top of the crop, like, best. And we almost beat them <laughs> with a freshman with a freshman pitcher. And the I, I played second base for the first time ever that game. And I was dominating. I was, boy, I was dominating second base. But I would never forget the reason we lost. One of their players hit a ball that dropped right in the middle of the center fielder, right fielder, me at second base, and a shortstop. Oh, my God. It literally dropped right in the middle, and they scored two runs to beat us. That's... That if we would have won that game – that would have been the biggest win of my career because I think we only won like four or five games that year. But to beat Midview and oh man, it was it was nuts. It was nuts. But yeah, it's weird that my best memory was of me losing. <laughs> I mean, those are some of the best memories though. I, I got some like those, like you being in a game that you're yeah. not supposed to be in, 
and like right losing it in heartbreak is so weird <laughs> it's like you remember forever and you're like we should have just had that game <laughs> why didn't we have that yeah. game I would never forget it. I mean, like the shortstop he dove for the ball, um, and it was just it was just out of the reach for every right. And like he dove for it, but if anyone else would have dove with him, like it probably would have been like a collision or something like that. Like if I would have dove when he dove, we definitely would have hit heads, right, or something like that. You know, so it was just out of the reach of everyone. It was like perfectly placed, but. Yeah, all right. Enough about enough about our glory days. Yeah. <laughs> so baseball season is here. So on this episode, we are going to give a little rundown, a preview of you know our thoughts on the MLB season coming up. Um, but before we get into that, uh, let's go on and talk about Mickey Callaway a little bit. Yeah, big pick, Mick. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to. I don't even know. Is there a name for the group of uh, sports executives that have just, you know, found their way into being exposed as predators? I, the sports predators or something like that. We, 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 uh, let's just call them we'll, that. we'll think of a name, but yeah, yeah, we'll think of a name. But the, the right. sports predators, uh, what a unbelievable group. And I'm, it's going to keep growing. You know, stories are going to continue to come out. But Mickey Calloway is still being uh, – employed you know he's not a manager of a team anymore but he is a pitching coach in los angeles you confirmed right for the yeah for the, uh, the angels yep. yep i mean the the biggest thing to me uh you know and you look at this and i want to kind of just hit on like the mets organization the shambles that's been going on you know from the selling of the team you know hiring and firing uh the espn reporter that called out um the player on you know, the loyalty to his team for blowing the whistle on the Astros, who's that Mike mm-hmm. Fears, mm-hmm. uh, to yeah. their GM being fired for a sexual harassment, uh, you know, being a predator, sending dick pics to another reporter, the international reporter. Like, how can one organization just continue to be this sloppy and this unprofessional? You know what I mean? Like, like you know, I think, I think it all goes back to the 90s and with, or was the early 2000s, sometime around there, when they made the greatest signing of all time. <laughs> Bobby Bonilla. It, Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest signing to the point that we celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day every July 1st. Yeah. I think it is yeah. July 1st. He's a legend. Where this man has not picked up a baseball and a bat on a major league field in over 20 years, but is still getting paid a million plus a year yeah. from the Mets. Like, this... The Mets organization, since they beat my Red Sox in 90s or in 86. I think that was when I was one years old. I wasn't watching the game. Right. I didn't know what yeah. was going on. But since then, Shambles. they have kind of been a laughing stock of the MLB, right? It, but it, to be fair, the Bobby Bonilla Bobby contract got them Mike Hampton, and then they went to the World Series either that year or the year after. They did play really well after that. Where they played the Yankees. The, where they played the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all right. And that was early 2000s then when the Bible it, it might have been right at the cusp of it. Yeah, like 99, 2000, 2001. Hey. Hold on. Didn't they? Wasn't that 9 11 year? Did, uh, the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Did the Yankees win the World Series? And I'm, I'm going to check this real quick. What year that was. But keep talking. Keep talking. My bad. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I was just saying, you know, the, the, the Bobby Bonilla signing and contract, you know, shout out to his agent for hooking that up. That, that, that's such a big win for that man to continue getting paid a million dollars for not doing anything for, you know, 30 years <laughs> or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it, it allowed them to sign Mike Hampton and make some moves to better that team to be competitive. Right. They, they, they got a World Series appearance out of it. So 
you know, that, that, that's all you want is just a chance. Am I right? Anything can happen when you get there. I, yeah, I guess so. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just weird that uh, Mickey Calloway is still employed. Even after, even after having this, and you you hear the news or you watch SportsCenter now, and nothing's no, really being over. said about it, it. It's over, and I mean that's yeah, that's a bad part of sports, and even in, in the corporate world as well. Uh, you know, I've been in companies where scandals or sexual harassment uh, things have happened similar to this, and you know it, it gets brushed under the rug. You know, people kind of just disappear under, kind of out of the scene. Which, you know, I, I believe everyone deserves a second chance. But for a guy to have the nickname within his organization as Dick Pick Nick, Mick, come on, mm-hmm. that guy shouldn't have a job. Now, now, do you think that it may? And I'm not. I'm not trying to say it's wrong or it's or I'm not trying to say it's right or anything. But do you think that it may be that? Everyone sending nude pictures, and this just might be someone trying to get fame or money off of something that may have been mutual, but she's trying to twist it as something that wasn't. I don't have the facts, so I'm not, I'm not going to even make that assumption. I'm not going to victim blame anybody. Yeah. <laughs> we got to toe the line right there, right? <laughs> No, no, no. That's that's completely fine because um, I agree. I would I would never want to call anyone a liar or anything like that. But on the other hand, everyone's a lot doing of people it. are. Yeah, and I mean, you know? women women are guilty of it too. I I know plenty of women who will talk about you know sending pics to men unsolicited, and you know I right. I don't know many men who you know get upset or you know tell women off or like report them on that, but, you know, it, it, it still comes to, you know, the sense that I felt that most women are more uncomfortable, you know, receiving it than men are. And I, it, and it's, yeah. it can kind of be scary. You know, women talk about all the time. They, they, they feel that men can be overbearing and controlling and, you know, that, that, that's what you just have to be mindful of. So I agree with you. I think a lot of people are doing it. Everyone's doing it. And, Sure, this might be a case mm-hmm. of they kind of got fed up with Mick and, you know, want to come out and get him in trouble, even though it was a mutual thing at one point or, you know, at certain points. But, you know, you, you have to be really careful as how it goes and what's going, because especially in an organization, sports organizations, uh, women feel pressured that they have to, you know, do certain things or endure certain things to stay in that field. Yeah. Correct. Which is sad, which is sad. Yeah, yeah. And just like I said, I'm not trying to say that's exactly right. what it is. I'm not trying to say the victim is is not telling the truth in this situation or anything. I'm not saying anything like that. Yeah. I was just asking well, a question. I mean, you, you have you to. know because yeah, you do, you just have to you have to look at it on the other side. You know, like not saying this man is completely. Innocent, because I don't think he is. I think that this was maybe a case of sexual harassment, and um, from what I've read, right. I haven't read everything, but yeah. All right, well, let's talk about some some positive stuff. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about the Cubs and the Red Are those Sox. positive things. <laughs> no, that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> oh gosh, what are your Cubs gonna look uh, like this year? think we're a middle of the road team. I think it seems very similar to last year. And, you know, last year, just the Cardinals and Brewers got off to terrible starts with the COVID. And then I, the Brewers just might be cooked. You know, they don't really have much pitching. Yelich hasn't looked the mm. same uh, since that little back tweak that he had. Uh, but the Cardinals getting Arenado does not look great for us. So I think we're a middle of the pack team. It won't be terrible won't be good. Maybe they sneak into a wild card spot. What do you think about the Red Sox? Um, before I get into that, I'm going to let you know something right now. I think the Brewers are going to be quietly okay. great because of one signing that they just made last week. 
who is going to instantly boost their defense and their speed on their base pass. And that's my boy, Jackie Bradley, Jackie Jr. Bradley Jr. Uh, and especially if he can find his bat, which he has. But I think him being out of the Red Sox market, out of the big market, and kind of stuck in a no-man's land, like people aren't watching the Brewers no. like they're watching the Red Sox. He doesn't have no. that pressure. I think that he's going to add a lot to that team, especially defense. Just like you said with Yelich, being out there, like he's going to take a lot of pressure off right. of Yelich, um, I mean, off the whole outfield because that man can cover that should allow everywhere. Them to- is I don't actually think Lorenzo Cain's on the contract anymore, but if Cain did come back, moving him to right field as he kind of ages out would be nice. Uh, yeah, no, I, that's a great signing by them. You know, that, that, that that's yeah. a player you wish the Cubs had kind of been the market for, especially because they don't have a center fielder or a leadoff hitter, uh, really. But, yeah, no, good signing by the Brewers. I think he could eat up there, you know, and, and playing – I wish he would have stayed at the. I wish he would have stayed in the Red Sox, even just for his glove. Like the the impact he brings on the defensive side is so underrated. Like he's saving right. he's saving runs out there. He might not be producing much from the play. But he has the ability to. But if he gets a walk, he if he gets a walk, yeah. he's a threat on the base path. He has a yeah, he has a ability to hit for sure. I mean, two or three years ago, he had like a twelve or thirteen game hitting yeah. streak going. You know. But uh, he hasn't produced the way that a lot of people want him to, but I loved him in the field. And if I was a GM, he would have been one of my first signings just because I know how much he's going to save in the outfield. With that being said, uh, my beloved Red Sox, I, I told a friend this last week. Don't be surprised if the Red Sox sneak up on a lot of people. I'm not expecting them to be dominant, to be World Series champions. But I think that they're going to get to, and I actually heard Alex Cora talk about this uh, at the beginning of this week. They're going to get back to playing small ball, which I love. They're going to get back to running. They're going to get back to hitting for hits not hitting for home runs and try and striking right. out all the time. Uh, Verdugo has played great since he's came over, which I was a little wary about because, you know, you never want to see Mookie go. But Verdugo's came over. He's done better than I expected. Um, I The only problem is, and I hope, I hope, I hope, uh, Cora can get their pitching back to where it is, but yeah. there is their rotation. There's, bless you. They're starting rotation, you know? If we get – if Cell can come back and be 90% of what he was, don't even need him at 100%, that's already going to boost that rotation. Yeah. Erod coming back, that's going to boost the rotation. That's going to drop. Evaldi down, so Evaldi's not um, the ace, which he's not. He's not an ace pitcher. But you throw him up against a three or four guy, he's going to win those matchups most of the time, you know? So that's the biggest concern for the Red Sox. They're going to hit. They're going to put up runs. Dever needs to have a bounce-back year. JD needs to have a bounce-back year. Uh, He does not need to play the field at all. It's painful watching JD play the field yeah but um I think that this is going to be a good year for the Red Sox not not the greatest but I think they're going to do a lot better than people are expecting yeah no I I can't disagree with that um again I I agree with you on them being sneaky good especially getting Cora back in there Uh, I think that's going to change it for a lot of the players you know they're comfortable with them he has great managerial uh you know He's had success, but he's also a, a great mentor to those young players and keeping them focused and locked in even when they go down. You know, he never lets them get too low and keeps them up. So uh, they should be they should be good again. Exactly. And if you can get some people healthy and your pitching lines up, yeah. No, I, I don't see where you're anywhere near wrong on that. So I agree with you uh, there. A lot of 
a lot of people were on the Red Sox last year for being as bad as they were. But I, I, I honestly would tell people, like, look, we didn't even have a manager until, like, three right. weeks into spring training. <laughs> like, that's, like, two or three weeks, like, right before COVID kind of shut down. That's kind of when we yeah. named the manager, a GM, you know? Or a, a manager, not a GM. Um, all of our pitching was dead. Like, we had no one pitching. We had guys coming up who were throwing in, like, the single A and double A last year, or the year before pitching, you know. Yeah. Ben Nittany was hurt all year, so he wasn't out there. You know, it was just, like, it was a trial error. We were seeing where a lot of players could fit for the future, which, I mean, it sucked being a Red Sox fan, but then again, just watching baseball last year was just not the same and at all. You got you know. You know, I couldn't go yeah. to a park and get a dog or... And you guys played or, actually you know. decent toward the end of the year, didn't you? You guys were a, a much better team toward the end of the year, from what I yeah. remember. Yeah. We, so, we had um, pitchers come around, start throwing pretty well. I mean, it was just one of those things where it was uh, right. too right. late we're... for the season, you know? We were in the basement. We were going to stay in the basement. But, like I said, Verdugo came around. He started hitting. Oh, he hit great all year, but he, like, started becoming a player that people were like, oh, okay, maybe the Mookie trade wasn't as bad as we assumed it was going to be. It was bad because we lost probably one of the great – we lost one of the greatest players to ever put on Mm -hmm. a Red Sox uniform. Um, But, you know, we get – if Devers can – and J.D. can hit the way that they need to, if Bogarts can come back from his injuries, that he, these nagging mm-hmm. injuries that he's been having and play well, the outfield should be solid with the people who we've signed. And um, I think that we be, I think the Red Sox, is, we're going to shock a lot of people, but we're not going to be right. like, great, great. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we won a, a wild card spot and made the playoffs. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at that, but I don't yeah, think they're going to do much I get you on that. that. Makes sense to me. So, speaking of uh, speaking of playoffs and, and World Series, who are some teams you are looking at? Who are some teams that you know, like, for sure are going to make the playoffs? And then give us okay. your World um, Series picks. So, I'm excited to watch that Padres team, obviously. Uh, Dodgers mm-hmm. there, which – that's just going to be a fun rivalry, I think, all year long. Uh, Dodgers have more depth as a team than the Padres, so I think the Dodgers are going to win that division and most likely be the favorite. Uh, so, like, on the National League side, I'm excited to watch that race out in the West. Uh, hopefully the Cardinals aren't too good, but I think that they're the best team out of Central. And then, you know, what are the Nationals going to be in the East, I guess, is what I'm kind of, like, keeping an eye on. Uh, you know, how, how good the Nationals can be. And then Cardinals going to take another step forward or are they going to go back? Was it just a COVID year where they got to surprise everybody? Or, you know, are they actually going to be a real team with some players stepping up? Uh, so that's kind of my thought for the National League. And my prediction slash what I want to happen uh, is the Padres to be in the World Series. So I'm going to go ahead and say that. Probably wrong. The Dodgers pitching lineup is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll rock with you and uh, Tatis. Junior and all those boys for the Padres. And then on the American League side, it's a little scary for me on that side right now, man. Uh, the White Sox are really good. The White Sox are really good. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and you know, they, they could be the best team in that, in, in that uh, conference. So on that side, looking at all the teams, Yankees clearly are going to be good. The West, I can't really even get a beat on, you know, are the athletics going to show up and just get swept out of the playoffs as they normally do, <laughs> you know, when they see the Yankees. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say Padres. Wolf, can't believe I'm going to say this. I'll say Padres White Sox. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go. I love that. I'm going to go for a. <laughs> White Sox, but I'm going to say Padres, White Sox, and Padres win the World Series. You see how crazy I'm being here? I'm not using logic. I'm not using any logic. That's great. I'm just going off emotion, <laughs> which, you're, which you're never supposed to do. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's what no, I, that's we're going to say. But uh, excited right. to see Padres. Right. 
as a, as a as a Cubs fan, that has to hurt you to say. Oh, it hurts. Like, it hurts a lot. In the they, series, huh? they don't have many holes, man, and their <laughs> pitching should be the pitching should be very good. Yeah, yeah, that's that. No, those are those are solid picks right there, man. Those are those are great picks. Um, for me, same with the with the NL West, like the Dodgers and the Padres. The moves that the Padres made, they're definitely right. moves to win now. Getting Snell, getting Darvish to solidify that top of their rotation. Um, Tatis Jr. is going to have a monster year. I think Tatis Jr. might be MVP, you know, MVP this year, just because he's going to prove that he's worth the money at this age, you know. Um, so I think that's those are going to be fun games to watch. And I'm trying to get to a Dodgers Padres game because I'm going to Vegas in April, and like they're playing in. San Diego, like the next okay. day after I'm supposed to fly out, so I might just fly to San Diego and see if I can yeah. catch a game. Because I think that would be a really fun game to watch. Um, but the the division in the in the NL that I'm really watching is the East with the Braves, the Mets, the Phillies. The Nationals pitching is always going to be there. You know, I think that that's going to be the toughest division in baseball and all of baseball is going to be the NL East. Um, and I think that if the Braves pitching can just be just that much better, I think that they might go to the World Series. I know that's kind of a bold prediction, but I think, and I and I love San Diego. San Diego, I love how they put their team together. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Braves, and I think yeah. that you know my friend Greg. I think he's just kind of brainwashed me a little bit because he's a huge Braves fan. <laughs> I think he's just brainwashed me to like believe in the Braves because I've always hated the right, Braves okay. because they beat the Indians in the World Series, but. Um, I think if the if the Braves pitching can just be just that much better, that they're going to be in the World Series. So that's what I'm going to pick out of the out of the NL and the AL is going to be a sleeper team for me, who I think is actually okay. going to make the World Series. And wow. that's the Blue Jays. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I told everyone last year to watch out for the Blue Jays because they were going to be good. People were sleeping on them, even though they they, they had a rough year as opposed to, like, not being able to play in Toronto. You know? They had to – they were bouncing around from home stadium to home stadium and everything like that. And they're going to be doing that a little bit. But I think that with last year – the team grew up a lot. You see uh, Vlad Jr. lost like 30 pounds. So I think he's going to be a monster. You have uh, Craig Bijo's son who's on that team, who's a dog and who could play well. And then them yep. signing uh, Springer, George Springer, Houston. from uh, the Astros. Like, that's, that's just I – th- I think – I'm picking. I'm picking them to to be in the World Series. They're gonna they're gonna surprise a bunch of teams. They're gonna play well. Their pitching's decent, um, but I think they're just gonna be one of those teams. And I've said it before. I said this last year. They're gonna be like that Oklahoma City Thunder team with Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and um, Harden were young and they were just out there playing, having fun. That's what you're gonna see from the Blue Jays. Is there going to be young team out there playing, having fun, and that's going to get them a lot of wins. I'm and I'm not trying to take away anything from the White Sox, the Yankees, which uh, I'm I was sold on the Yankees for the last couple mm-hmm. of years, but I'm not sold on them anymore yeah. because they can't stay healthy. Boone does a great job yeah. as a as a manager. This is coming from a Red Sox fan. 
Boone does a great job as a manager. That team that they had and the way that these players have played when their right. stars have been hurt has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. But I'm just not sold on them anymore. I picked them the last couple of years to make the World Series, and they, they've shit the bed because yeah. their players can't stay healthy. You know? So I'm not taking anything away from them. I don't think the Rays aren't going to be what they were mm-hmm. last year, especially losing Snail. They're not going to be as good as they are. Um, the <laughs> NL Central is just garbage. Other than, uh, like, honestly, other NL than the Central. White Sox, they're garbage. Like, yeah, the AL Central. What I say? You don't AL, like the Twins? I'm at, I'm at AL Central. The AL. You Central. don't like the Twins? The Indians? Huh? They lost. They lost a lot of pieces. They they've lost pieces. Um, and I don't. Okay, so they're gonna look good because they're gonna be beating up on each other. They have they have three teams that the White Sox and the Twins <laughs> are gonna see thirty times that they're gonna be able to just yeah beat the shit out of and the and the I mean Indians, and the, the Tigers and the Royals turning out these pitchers. Did they trade somebody and they're like, okay, next guy up? And next thing you know, it's like, where did this another ace go? Where where did this guy? This come? the Why Indians is he an way. Ace? <laughs> this is the this is the Indians way. Being growing up in that area, and the Indians are the reason why I love baseball. I will always say that the Indians are the reason why I love baseball. But this isn't anything new, you know. We had Cliff Lee, we had CC Sabathia, we had Manny Ramirez, we had Coco Chris, we had right now Lindor, we had uh, Carrasco. Like yeah. this is just something that they do. They they I've said this multiple times in high school in college the indians are the minor, are the major leagues only quadruple a team where they build up talent and let it's them like go the somewhere Expos else and that talent flourishes <laughs> not even that like the indians are worse than that yeah for a little bit but i mean right? like do you remember for the guys that bit, passed through the expos organization was bit, crazy like, like so. But see, the thing was, the thing was like, like Pedro, he really didn't like flourish, yeah. flourish until he got to Red Sox, you know. Like Cliff Lee and Cece were dominant, and like so with funny the, you with bring the that up. Indians. Last week I saw on Twitter there was a conversation and it said rank these pitchers, and it was Pedro, Maddox, Randy Johnson, and uh, Kershaw. And I, I, I'll pose a question to you after this point I made. Pedro was filthy his last two years with the Expos. Like like under three ERA, like I think led the league in strikeouts yeah. one of the years. Like he was blowing up, it just wasn't national attention because he wasn't at a big market. Like when he got to Boston. So you're right about that. Like he got mm-hmm. on the scene when he got to Boston, you know, and, and they like put him close him. But he was dirty in those last few years in Montreal. Yeah. But the thing was, like, Cy, like yeah. CC won a Cy Young yeah. with the Indians, right? Yeah. Cliff Lee won a Cy Young with the Indians, right? Like, and then, I mean, you can, you can even go, like, I, I hate Bauer. Yeah, he's, he but was, he was a Cy Young last year, you know? Like, you, you yeah, they, they just always get rid of these, these players. So I just, they're, uh, yeah. it's hard, it's tough being an Indians fan. Um, and then the AL, I have West, no idea what's going on over there. I don't know. Like the Angels, the Angels should be so good. The Angels should be so good. I'll say that one more time. The Angels should be so good, but I'm assuming they're not going to be. The yeah, the A's are probably going to win that, or we'll see what Houston can do. You know, but I just I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, that's my World Series pick. That Blue Jays pick is the Blue Jays nuts. and the Braves, and also the Braves. If you guys remember, a friend of the show Vince Nairn, his uh, his, his girlfriend is a huge. He's adopted the Braves in, and I, the Braves are kind of like the Yankees for him. And like they've got this team that you know should have been there. They still got some young guys, but like injuries keep happening in that pitching staff, right? And it's just like. Can they get over the firepower yeah, of the Dodgers yeah. and the Padres? Like, and I, I just can't see it unless, like, 
they get home field advantage in the playoffs and, you know, they get out to a lead. Like, I don't feel like if it's even and they're not at home field advantage, I don't see them well, the thing, coming out of that. The thing with the Braves is, Fred. one, they have the smartest hitter in the game. Yes, the smartest hitter. I'm not saying he's the best, but he's the smartest. Like, he knows he knows when he needs to get a single. He knows when he needs a swing for the fence. That's why he won the NL last year. Like, he is the smartest hitter in the game. You have Ozuna, who showed last year that he could still hit. Resigning Ozuna was a great move, even though Greg hates it. It's a great move. Um, You have the two young guys. uh, uh, Albies? Albies. Yep. Albies. Acuna and Albies. Which, even though Acuna is whoa, 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 head, I down, hate the man. way that he plays the game. I look the way that he plays the game, like him, him, him pimping his shots and I'm with that. not hustling and stuff like that. I'm not <laughs> a big fan of that. You know how 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 do you how do you get a single off of a ball that hits the wall? Yeah, that should have been a triple easily. Right, like he does little stuff like that that really makes me frustrated. And I, he, he, he is, he's a shithead. But you cannot deny his talent at all. He is one of he's one of the best young players in the game. Um, I love Albies. I've always loved Albies as well. So I think that he's he plays the game right. He's so good. Like he's, I, I would love. For him to be on the Red Sox as their second baseman right now, um, but yeah, like I just think that they're they're just a perfect mix of players that they're going to play team ball. And you saw last year what they what they could do with yeah. not that much pitching at all. That's why I say if yeah, they're pitching, they can stay healthy. I mean, they, they, a little bit. They better. had guys dropping like flies um, all year long. Then then their ace get hurt in the playoffs, like yeah. And they were there, sure. and and they're one of those teams that just yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like the Indians. They just pan out pitching, right? Every time someone goes down, there's this guy that's 20 years old that's just yeah. a stud. You're like, why? How are you guys developing pitching? Can I just come hang out with you guys and learn how to develop pitchers? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, and I, I really hope that they play Margot Junior. Love that kid, um, but there, you know, he he got he kind of got screwed last year. He should have been playing. It was a lot the, more the growing pain in the year. The growing pains with him. But you know, the only reason I love him is, yeah, the only reason I really love him though is because he tripped over the third baseline and and, and like injured himself. <laughs> Then I've loved the kid. I'm like, who trips over the third base, like running out to your position and hurt yourself? Like that was, uh, it was funny, but it wasn't because yeah. I mean, you never want to see someone get injured with that much talent. But no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, uh, so All do right, you want to answer that question before we get there and, and rank? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do that and um. Uh, so it's Maddox, and hop off Pedro, and Randy who are the pitchers again? Mm-hmm. Oh man! Well, Kershaw is going to be four. Just going to go with that right there. Um, man, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh, that's tough. I'm going to go with – Whoa. I'm going to okay. put Maddox at three. Okay. Randy Johnson okay. at two and Pedro at one. Yeah, shoot. And this and – I'm, and I'm going to explain why. Pedro, he, he learned his discipline as a pitcher. And for him to 
be so dominant on the mound with more than just like one pitch, right? His fastball velocity was great. His circle change was great. But the thing that I love so much about Pedro is he would dominate the inside corners better than a lot of pitchers that I've ever seen. And you hear his story about how that's one thing that he always wanted to learn and develop. And when he was first coming out, he hit so many batters. But he took the time to fully develop that to the point where he would just paint those inside corners, you know? So I think that that is one reason why I just always have loved Pedro. And and I might be making this just because I am a huge Red Sox fan. Like, Pedro's one of the reasons why I am a Red Sox fan. Um. But just the way that he would get on the mound and just throw, right. and you just knew he was going to be lights out no matter what. Randy Johnson at number two. I've always just looked yeah. at Randy. You know, I'm putting Randy Johnson at three, and I'm putting Greg Max at two. I've always looked yeah. at Randy Johnson as just a fastball pitcher. You know, I know that he had more stuff. Heat. When you think about yeah, Randy heat. Johnson, what do you think of? It's overpowering fastball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean he made a he made a bird explode for crying out loud. So but I'm gonna put him at three and then Maddox, I mean, the same thing that I said about Pedro, Max was just hit he hit spots everywhere. He I, I if I was to ever if I ever right. wanted to be a pitcher, I would have tried to pitch like Pedro or Maddox. Cause they they showed that unlike today where you see people who just try to have mm-hmm. an overpowering fastball but with no control, those two guys right. had so much control, paint corners, uh, and that actually proved to be more valuable than Jose yep. Mesa throwing like a 101-mile-per-hour fastball. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I would go – I'll go Pedro one, Greg Maddox two, Randy three, yeah. and then Kirkshaw four. And that's yeah. not taking anything away from Kirkshaw. He's great, you know. But when you when you put him up against those three Hall of Famers, if if it was yeah. like a, a starting rotation, you you can't go wrong right. with one, two, or three at the at as your ace. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, that's why my list isn't too different from yours, especially after you switched it. Um, th- here's so, and I've said this: if I look at the numbers, Johnson's ahead of Kershaw. But for me, I remember watching Randy, and I I was very vivid within the Kershaw dominance. So it's recency bias for me with Kershaw here. You know, watching him, the way he pitched regular season, and Mm -hmm. he wasn't like Randy, Mm -hmm. where he was so overpowering with that fastball and that slider. Like, whenever I watch Randy Johnson pitch, I've always felt he was just, like, wild, and people were just scared swinging at pitches. Like, you you remember that as a kid? Like, sometimes there was that guy that threw hard, and you just swung, like, hoping to hit it. Yeah. You know, like, like you didn't know if you were going to hit it. So, like, that kind of just threw it off. Yeah. He was he he had power, but he but he also had accurate like he had accuracy as well. You know, it's not like it's not like uh what's the name Joe Kelly who can throw 103 miles per hour, but you yeah, don't know where the ball's going. Part. Like at least Randy Johnson, like, like, he was gonna hit his he was gonna he was gonna hit his marks. You know, like yeah. sliders coming in at your ankles, and there was like swinging. It's like why are you swinging at that pitch? At no point was that ball near. Maybe it was yeah. just his arm angle. You know, whatever it is. So I I said for, for my list, for I had yeah. Kershaw at three, yeah. Randy at four. For sure. And, you know, when you look at the numbers, Randy is – they're ridiculous. And I think it's, what, like four out of five years of Cy Young. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, for those two, it could be three, four, 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 three. It doesn't really mm-hmm. matter to me. I put Kershaw there, just Kershaw's dominance. And I hitters being better in this area for, era for me, you know, hitters and hitting and people – being so locked in as like being professional athletes, okay, you know that, that that has something to do with me as far as like how things go now. Greg Max is number two, Pedro number one, and I I think yeah. you hit on it exactly. Like Pedro, 
could get you, he could overpower you, he could finesse you. You know, Greg was more just finesse. Greg was was all finesse and he was great at painting the mm-hmm. corners, mm-hmm. everything. But Pedro's dominance as a strikeout pitcher was nuts. Eating like Greg never led the league in, in strikeouts. No. I mean, and, and Pedro was robbed of two Cy Youngs that would have given right. him five out of six years. Robbed of them. Two of them. You know, and like and my buddies, you know, yeah, we're right. friends here and like we weren't yep. really even here for the good yeah. Greg Max era. Like my Greg Max era of dominance is with the Braves. You know, and if you look at mm-hmm. it, Pedro right. got robbed right. by Barry Zito and, you know, being being a, a darker colored human. And then Roy Halladay, Pedro had sub two, uh, sub three ERAs in both those years, and Roy Halladay just had nine complete games, but you know had a three seven ERA or three one seven ERA, and Barry Zito was a white guy on the Oakland A's. It's unbelievable that he got robbed of two of those Cy Youngs. So, you know, I put Pedro there. <laughs> I got Greg there too, but I think that they're both amazing. Greg also, you know, was so good defensively that. You know, you, you can't overlook that, but I, I'm with you on Pedro 1, Greg 2. Yeah. All right, all right. We're, we'll okay. end it on this question because I was actually going to bring up Roy Holiday. Do you think that he no. may no, have been so. one of the most overrated pitchers? Rest in peace. Not saying anything bad about. Uh, him, I but thought that Roy was. What, what are your What are your pitchers on Roy? Uh, a lot of fun to watch. You know, you, you don't see those guys as much anymore. Like teams don't do use them as much in that same way. It's just like rubber armed guys, um, you know, and just mm-hmm. always in there. The thing that sucks for him is he was mm-hmm. stuck in Toronto with just very average teams. You know, just just very average teams. So. Uh, yes. when he got yeah. to Philadelphia, he got yeah. to shine a little bit more and, you know, got the opportunity to win, which was great for him. But yeah, man, it, it, like it, it, it's just like being a quarterback in the NFL. If you're a great pitcher, but you're on just a bum team, like it, it, there, there's not much you can do to control winning. Like you you look at the Cubs pitchers in the series last year against the Marlins gave up th- four earned runs and lost, <laughs> you know, if the batters don't come in for you, it's just, it's just tough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, DeGrom. Yeah. It's like, uh, what's his name in, in the Mets? Uh, or DeGrom, yeah. Um, so Roy Halladay, the one thing that I, – I don't say that he's overrated, but I think that he is – looked at at a light, like, he's, I guess he's a little overrated in my opinion. Not saying that he was bad. Love what he did. Um, But the one thing that a lot of people seem to miss out on, which is actually what I love about him, is his first year, (laughs) he had a 10 ERA. His first year in the major league, his ERA was 10. And he was and this is why I think that he he is really he was really good in my opinion. He right. took that to next year right. having like a three ERA, like and being like the ace of the team. Like I think that's phenomenal. Like as an athlete, mm-hmm. to go from having the worst ERA to one of the best is is phenomenal. Now I do think that like what you said, like having his nine consecutive. Uh, game streak and stuff like that and um, right. little things like that made him seem a lot better than what he was. He won a ring, which is amazing. Uh, but, I mean, you know, you can't take away from the yeah. rotation that, uh, that team had. I, I, I was on that Phillies team. Wasn't Roy Oswald on that team, too? Uh, yeah, they, 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 they built Staff that traded for it. They're pitching the whatever they're pitching. The hitters were ridiculous with Howard and Ugly. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. No. They they, they right. built the whole team. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, J- Jimmy was there. Jimmy, former MVP, shout out to Jimmy. J. You know, the one of the only few black shortstops. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but like, dude. Right. Um. But yeah, I think that. 
people talk about Roy Holiday as if he was like I don't see that that much here, but yeah, I, I can hear you. On ever, that. And I hear he's you. not, you know. So, yeah, no, that's that's not the case. I see a lot. Right. I've I've seen a lot. Um, but that's not me saying anything bad about him. I I love the guy. I loved watching him. Like you said, he he was fun Treasure. to watch. Um, yeah. and you know the way that he died was tragic. It was it was tragic. But, heartbreaking you know he should never no one should ever go out like that and, uh, but yeah, yeah baseball year. is my my favorite time of the year and um, on this episode did hey. I did not get mad at Jim Tony being a first ball Hall of Famer so oh uh, we're gonna <laughs> which I actually did look up his stats the other day and I still don't understand why he was but we're not gonna get into that we're gonna we're gonna go on and wrap it up right now. Um, yeah, OTO, all of our uh, social media underscore podcast at gmail dot com, and then we're uh, OTO underscore pod on all social medias, Twitter and IG. Uh, more posts up on IG as well, kind of coming up here as we get more episodes up and out, uh, and you know, feel free to contact us on any form of social media. We're always open for you guys. For sure. And if you are a baseball fan, you're taking a listen to us, let us know what your World Series predictions are. Who are some sleeper teams that you think uh, could make some noise? And even garbage. one thing that we didn't touch on, who are some teams that you just know are just going to be garbage? The pirates. Like, <laughs> like the Tigers. They're going to be just garbage. But, hey, that's fine because – I live 30 minutes, 30, for 45 $4. minutes and, away and from uh, Comerica Park, and I can then go maybe, Then maybe go to the Canada. All right. Or they're not allowing us over there. <laughs> yep. They're not allowing us over there right now. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, if, if, if they'll let us in. If they'll let us in. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening yep. Bye. to Original Thoughts Only Podcast, and we'll see All you right. next time. Later.